What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Outlook Again podcast. If you don't know already, I'm your host, Noah Simpson, and I'm here to help inspire and open future ideas for teens. This week, I was actually joined by teen book enthusiast Chris Selberg, and we talked about different topics from benefits of reading, everything about books, success habits, advice for school, and many other things. If you haven't yet already, make sure you hit that download button on this episode if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Podcast. All right, enjoy. So I've been super excited to uh, actually record this episode because just yesterday I actually finished my first full book in a while and I'm now completely hooked into reading. So it's a huge uh, what, deal for me. What book was it? It was uh, No Easy Day by Mark Owen. I'm not sure I'm not sure if you know what it is, but it was about the Osama bin Laden uh, raid. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was, it was a really good book. It's now hooked me because I've never really been into reading. Like, I won't lie. I've never been able to focus on reading, but... Whenever I found out about kind of the uh, benefits from reading, it's like completely hooked. So, yeah, That's great starting, to hear. It. Yeah, yeah, it was amazing. So starting off, what inspired you to be so passionate about reading? Like, I gotta, I gotta add that book that you just mentioned to my list really quickly. Yeah, <laughs> no <laughs> easy day. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was really Perfect. good. Yeah. All right, I'll write it down. Uh, yeah. Uh, what got me into reading? So I. I had kind of a similar experience to you. I, I read one book and it just kind of got me hooked. Uh, specifically, it was Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins. Mm-hmm. And surprisingly, I it's still my favorite book to this day, even though it's the first book that kind of got me into reading after reading oh, wow. 70 to 80 more books after that uh, in the past like, year and a half or so. Um, so, yeah, I, I read that halfway through my senior year of high school. And I just fell in love. I started getting this really long want to read list. Mm. And I kind of did the math and I had around 50 books on there. And I was like, okay, I will not be able to finish these books unless I read a book a week. And I'm sure that more books will be added to the want to read list. So, I kind of made that my goal, my New Year's resolution. And in the past, I haven't really like followed through on my New Year's resolutions, but mm-hmm. this one, I I kind of felt like I was going to end up following through in it because yeah. I just had so many books that I was really looking forward to reading on my list and it didn't really feel like a task. So, you, so do you think you read a book a week? Yeah. Uh, in 2020, I read a book a week. It slowed down a little bit recently. Uh, because uh, obviously it, things are opening up again. Mm-hmm. So really? I, I'm able to spend more time with friends and do things that I wasn't able to do before. So it, there are a lot more distractions and mm-hmm. uh, I don't want to make any excuses, but yeah, I basically am slacking a little bit on reading recently. <laughs> But well, I was just uh, yeah. surprised whenever you mm-hmm. uh, whenever you said you read a book a week because I couldn't imagine like how many pages is that a day? That's insane. Yeah, uh, I'm not sure. It it depends on the book. Some books yeah. had different uh, words per page, but I read. Uh, I tried to read 30 minutes in the morning and 30 minutes at night, and that totaled to and around an hour a day and that was enough for me to read a book a week. And then at uh, certain points, I would use speed reading to kind of get through parts of a book Mm -hmm. that maybe I didn't find as beneficial to me or uh, 
I just wanted to kind of get through. I see. I see. That's super impressive. Honestly, that, that blows my mind whenever you said that, because it took me probably two months to finish this book. I mean, I read every day, but I, I wouldn't like, I'm, I'm not a quick reader at all. So it, it uh-huh. took me a while, but hey, I got it done. So now I'm moving on yeah. to the next book, which do you have any recommendations for my next book? Uh, it, whenever I give a recommendation, I usually ask like which genre, because uh, I know a lot of people that uh, specifically ask me for fantasy recommendations and mm. things like that. But I personally feel I can't give any recommendations in that genre because I haven't read enough books yeah. there. But um, so I'm I'm assuming you would want like a nonfiction recommendation, right? Yeah, like I mean. I don't know, like life advice or stuff like that, or mindset, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, something like yeah. that. Mine. Okay, yeah. Uh, the first book I always recommend, especially when it comes to mindset, is that first book that got me into reading, "Can't Hurt Me" by David okay. Goggins. Yeah. But uh, there are actually a couple other mindset books that I've read. Uh, one of them's literally just called "Mindset" by Carol Dweck, and it's it's really good. It's about the difference between a growth and fixed mindset, and how you can have both mindsets in different aspects of your life and how growth mindsets can be more beneficial if you uh, kind of rewire your mind to favor that type of mindset. So, that was really interesting. Wow. Yeah. That, mm. Oh my. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to totally have to check both those out. <laughs> yeah. I, I saw you definitely uh, that can't hurt me. Uh, I've heard mm-hmm. a lot about it and I was even telling my dad before I was like, I, I saw it on Amazon because and I was just like, oh, I got to get, like, it's sweet. I, I'm totally, yeah. yeah. No, it's amazing. Yeah. Were you, uh, were you ever judged by reading because, or by anyone for reading? Because I feel like the stereotype now is like, if you don't drink and smoke and stuff like that, you're an outcast. Mm-hmm. But like, I feel like there's people don't understand the benefits of reading and how good it is for you, you know? So like, were you ever judged? Uh, yeah, a bit. I was fortunate enough to be surrounded by people who didn't really judge me for uh, things like that. And they were more supportive, but I I guess more so in high school than in college. I mean, the only time that I guess I was ever judged for it was if I was carrying a book around school. And, but I I honestly never really outward, like verbally felt it. No one actually told me. Uh, I don't know. And yeah, so I, I guess I was teased by my friends for like mm. reading so much and choosing to stay in a lot of nights uh, in high school and read kind of. But uh, other than that, I, I don't think so. Uh, yeah, I, I was lucky not to have to deal with that. And I'm in an environment now here at uh, Princeton University, so I don't think most of us here are geeks. So yeah, it's, it's kind of sweet. normal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just because yeah, because I, I just I always I always go back to the whole thing that like it's my whole stereotypes change. So it just I had to I had to I had to bring that up. But I know you're extremely busy. Like I know you've got obviously your university and you're running a full-time TikTok page and I'm sure you also do sports as well. So it's, so how do you organize yourself throughout the day? Like, how does that work? Yeah. Uh, that's actually something I've been trying to figure out while I'm here. Uh, so I, I started my, I guess I'll start with how I started my TikTok page. Uh, 
So I started uh, while I was doing an internship this summer and I just started, I committed to posting three to five times a day, no matter what, and just wow. trying to get, trying to get better at making TikToks. And I, I think, I think it's mainly about at bats, uh, like, and what I mean by that is just posting a bunch of things and seeing what hits. So I, I, I kind of had to carve out an hour or two in my day just to make those TikToks. And I, I found it hard. I find it harder now while in college to balance that and try and find an hour or two every day. Cause sometimes there just isn't an hour or two every day. Right. So, uh, and especially here, there's a lot of spontaneity, uh, in my schedule. Like mm-hmm. I, I try not to schedule anything for work past 6 p.m. because there's usually just something going on. Uh, I have three roommates. They There's usually they're watching a YouTube video or something and I want to join in and watch it with them. Uh, you can like I'll go get dinner with someone and then they'll be like, hey, do you want to come to this after uh, we're going to get boba or something? And, you know, there's a lot of spontaneity that uh, I didn't really have in my schedule this summer. And I I honestly think that spontaneity is one of the most core aspects of like having a great life. So uh, I don't, I wouldn't like give that up, but it is making it very hard to schedule everything. Uh, and I, I've actually ramped down my TikTok production time to focus a little more on school, but I try to post uh, once every three days now. I've ramped it down quite a bit and uh, balancing with everything else. I'm in a couple clubs here, uh, mm-hmm. club soccer, uh, which does take up a good amount of time. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I try to plan my day every morning and get everything done before 6 p.m. basically. And if I have time for TikToks, then I will schedule it in. So that's, that's kind of how I've been balancing it now. I'm trying to find a more streamlined way of doing it, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's going. (laughs) That's sweet. Yeah. Would you say you're a morning person or a night person? Oh, I'm definitely a morning person. I, yeah, yeah. I mean, we, woke up pretty early for this podcast yeah Yeah, exactly yeah yeah so uh yeah i i uh i just i feel like i'd work better in the morning and people sometimes think i'm crazy when i'm like yeah i'm going to bed at 10 p.m and or 9 p.m on a weekday and it's it's literally just because i work better in the morning i i think i'm wired that way and i know people who are wired the exact opposite they work amazingly at Mm -hmm. like 1am and that's their best time because I guess no one is really awake and they can kind of zone in but I just get too tired then yeah no like I can even say the same with me um Mm -hmm. like in the morning if I don't start off my day right I feel like my day like if I sleep in in the morning which is really unlikely for me. But if I do, then mm. like, I just feel completely off for the rest of the day. But yeah. starting like my morning like super early and then I either like, I don't know, do a physical activity or something like that, get myself going, right? Go for a run. I feel like my day is going to be so much better. It's always, oh, 
I, yes. But again, like some of my friends are total night people. Like they, they're up late night. Uh-huh. So it's like, yeah. That's great. I, I completely agree. I also feel like in the mornings, even if I'm a little tired, I kind of turn into a zombie that can only focus on one thing, which is kind of beneficial. Like I can only focus on the one thing in front of me, whether that's reading a book, whether that's working out, whether that's uh, a school pro- project that I have to work on quickly. Uh, that's it's 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 counterintuitive. You think that if you're a little tired in the morning, it'll be harder to work. But honestly, I've found it to be a lot easier. <laughs> so, so you're yeah. saying like in the morning, like if you don't have as much sleep or? Uh, not specifically that. Um, just immediately after I wake up, I'm a little out of it. Yeah. And I just do whatever my habits and routines tell me to do. And I've set up pretty good habits and routines. Okay, so I, I, I just end up doing that. Like I journal every morning. Uh, sometimes I miss them on the weekends, of course, but mm-hmm. I, I probably six days a week, I journal in the mornings. Uh, I read in the mornings and I get it all done right at the start of the day. And it's, it's easy not to be distracted because you just default to your routines or I do at least. Yeah, totally. Have you, have you always been this disciplined though? Like, or was it? No. Uh, I was pretty disciplined in general in high school. Uh, but I didn't really have these morning and nightly routines set up until I read this one specific book, uh, Atomic Habits by James Clear. And it kind of, it uses psychology and different studies to make it so that you can set up these morning and nightly routines where you get everything, all your priorities done in the first 10, 20, 30 minutes of your day and the last 10, 20, 30 minutes of your day. So, uh, I specifically use habit stacking, uh, and that's a concept in the book. And it's, you set up these exact processes of, uh, you basically write down each of the habits that you want to do, like wake up, brush your teeth, like even those mundane things. And you do it in the same order every day and it'll start forming habits and cues. Like you wake up and then after you wake up, you make your bed. After you make your bed, you brush your teeth and then you can sandwich things in like that, you know, you need to do, but you may not be able to find time later in the day, like reading a book, uh, journaling and then you do something else that's essential to your day like showering so you can kind of sandwich in these habits that you want to start forming and yeah so i i that's kind of how i started doing those habits and uh being disciplined in general with my morning and nightly routines wow that whole that whole process is is really impressive yeah i I great i greatly recommend that book that's sweet um, mm-hmm. the app fabulous, uh, I've yeah. actually started using it cause I mm-hmm. saw you promoted it at one point and oh, yeah. I want to ask you a little bit about it. Like, could you explain it? Yeah. I, uh, I just recently started using it. I bought the subscription. Um, and then I, I reached out to them and, uh, I did an ad with them because I, I, I use the software, so I might yeah. as well, like if I'm going to, I was going to promote it anyways in my videos. So uh, we partnered and yeah, I, I just started using it. So I'm new to it, but I, uh, 
I basically track my morning and nightly routines in the app. And I personally don't use notifications. You can choose whether you want to or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I believe there's research. They, they, the reason why I love the app so much is because it's all based on research, the different things that they have in the app, uh, Duke studies specifically. And uh, it, it, I honestly found myself kind of falling out of tune with my nightly routine. And so I downloaded this app to see if it would help me become a little more disciplined. And yeah, honestly, when I check that box next to the habit every day for uh, nightly journaling, nightly reading, uh, like, I don't know, washing my face, it's just, it's so satisfying. Uh, And it kind of gamifies uh, my habit routine, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, And I love gamifying different aspects of my life i can talk a little more about that uh because i i'm sure a lot of people if they're listening won't really understand what i mean by gamify mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well yeah i don't i don't even understand what that means but but yeah <clears throat> so I, I can just quickly explain it uh yeah yeah um so basically by setting up different goals and reward systems in your life, it's kind of gamifying it and turning it into a game. Uh, so for my routines, now that I have these different uh, check, por- check marks that I have to mm-hmm. click and I have to get through every night and then it gives me a good job right at the end, it, it kind of turns it into a little game, my nightly routine. Uh, and uh, I can either win it or lose it. I can win it by doing everything on the list and then getting that good job message and or it's a different message every time like and uh or i can not do it and lose and then i'll be more motivated to do it next time because i didn't get that reward of i guess the nice motivational message at the end and yeah so it, it's naturally gamifying my routine in a way and it's it's getting me back into it i i had a little bit of a lull for a couple days and uh, i found that app and yeah, it got me back into it right away. Wow, yeah. Well, I first found out about the app actually from uh, Leo Olson. Um, yes. Yeah, I saw you a- did a, uh, you guys like both uh, did a video like about the book, about the uh-huh. book that got you. Like, can you tell me about that? Like, how do you have connections with Leo? Because that's that's pretty cool. Yeah, I actually, I was, he's one of my favorite TikTokers. I mean, like he, his co- his content is just absolutely amazing and i'm sure you've seen it yeah uh, i actually i believe i reached out to him first just saying i really liked his content and that's it uh, i usually do that whenever i see a creator that's just absolutely amazing and inspires me to do other work i've reached out to a couple other people but uh sp- specifically leo is probably my favorite creator on tiktok mm-hmm. um and then he reached out to me, I, I believe, a couple weeks down the line, and he asked if uh, we wanted to do a collab. And I was, I was really caught off guard, actually, because uh, he has double my follower count, and uh, I just, I was so excited. And we made a collab about books that changed our lives, uh, and I added his book to my list, of course, mm-hmm. and. 
yeah, it's of course his video is better edited than mine. I'm trying to work on that side of my TikToks, and that's probably yeah. I'm I'm gonna reach out to him with some for some more tips, but he's he's a great guy too. Yeah, we we're just talking about college and stuff in the DMs, and yeah, he's. Yeah. I have so much uh, respect and admiration for him. Yeah. Of course, of course, yeah. Well, even saying like his, yeah, his videos are very, very well edited. But mm-hmm. I wanted to ask you, where'd you get like the ideas from your videos, for your videos, you know? Uh, is there, is it all from books or is it, because like I find, like the first time I found you, it was on Safari actually, like I was searching up uh, advice for school. It came up with TikTok for some reason, so I checked it out and that's that's honestly the first time I saw you. So I found that, I found that pretty funny, but. Oh, dude, wow. Is there, is, yeah, I know. Is there, uh, is there like, where do you get the, uh, where do you get the ideas for the, for your videos? Yeah. So, uh, I, I started off when I first started off doing TikToks, I got the ideas. Um, I, I tried making all of my own ideas, which I honestly think is so hard. And I think that a lot of ideas and a lot of creatives, they find ideas through other mediums, if that makes sense. So like Mm -hmm. if I see a TikTok that I thought was really interesting, I could make a video about the same or a similar topic and put my own spin on it. And uh, I've done that a couple of times in the past. And uh, I I, I do find a lot of it from books. Like I, I reread books and I read books. And if I find something interesting in there, I write it down and then I make a video about it. And, uh, that's, that's honestly what I want to transition my TikTok towards. Cause I feel like that helps the most giving specific tips from books and just kind of putting it in video form for people to watch. Mm. And then if they like that tip, they can read the rest of the book. And that's, that's kind of how I've been making videos now. Well, like, it's like the inspiration thing. Like, I'm making a TikTok for my podcast account on uh-huh. TikTok right now. And uh, I, like, I completely am inspired by one of Leo's videos that he did. Because the way yeah. he does it is it's very well done. So, that's, yeah, it's like the inspiration. I feel like everything I do is, like, always from inspiration. Like, even the stuff I wear, I'm, it's always me being inspired by someone else. So, I think that's, mm-hmm. that's really cool. Yeah, I agree. I mean, uh, with Leo taking inspiration from Leo specifically. Uh, I, I actually read it in, in a book, Steal Like an Artist by Austin Kleon. Uh, art is basically stealing other people's work, but wherever you screw up, that's like your unique touch, which I thought was a really pers- like interesting perspective. So it's not not stealing necessarily, but it's it's kind of emulating other people's work but putting your own spin on it and that's how a lot of artists do their work and i i never thought about it in that way that was a complete perspective shift so yeah wow yeah have you ever thought about writing your own book i had to ask that i just i wanted to ask you yeah. at the beginning yeah uh i actually have like a lot um i not a fiction book but i think I don't think I have enough expertise in any certain area right now, but if I were to write a book, I believe through researching the research process of writing a book, I would 
be able to become an expert in some area. So mm-hmm. I, I actually found this challenge on Instagram that I was thinking of doing. It's a 30 day book writing challenge. Oh, and wow. yeah, and it's, it seems crazy saying that, but when you break it up, I, I can't remember how much it was. It's like less than 2000 words per day. And then you can get a 50,000 word book by the end of the month. So yeah, I was thinking of doing that this uh, winter break, but we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. I, I'll keep you updated, Noah. Yeah, yeah totally. If you don't mind me asking, because moving on from that, uh, if you don't mind me asking what you're studying in school at the moment. Yeah, uh, I'm studying computer science. Oh, sweet. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's So c- can you describe that to me? Because, I mean, I'm, I'm in grade 10, so I, I again, that stuff is still pretty pretty new to me. Yeah, sure. And that's awesome that you're doing this in grade 10, man. You're miles ahead of the game. This is amazing. Uh, So basically, uh, I I came in as a math major, but I quickly switched out of that because it's, it's, it was very, very uh, challenging for me uh, coming in as a math major, but I, I actually fell in love with the computer science classes and the programming here. Uh, so I, I took the introductory class, which all engineers have to take. And yeah, I ended up switching my major, becoming an engineer. And, uh, specifically I'm interested in this area of computer science called machine learning, which is, uh, it's, it's, it's hard to explain if you're not familiar with computer science, but basically, uh, it's used to make predictions uh, given past data, if that makes sense. Make predictions given past data. Is that like, uh, so that's like commands and stuff like that? Would you, like it's, it knows what it's doing? Like, I'm yeah. Gonna put that, okay. Yeah, I can, I can explain a little more. Uh, I, I did work this summer with machine learning and uh, it was on detecting deep fakes. Uh, and a, I'll just explain real quick what a deep fake is. Yeah. It's uh, if you've seen Trump or Biden uh, saying something that they're not actually saying in a video. Yeah. If you've if you've seen those yeah. videos, that's that's a deep fake. Oh wow. Um, yeah, and and they're getting really good. Yeah. So we have to be able to detect those things before they start becoming a national security threat in a couple of years, and technology gets really good. So basically, I worked on. Uh, some models and machine learning algorithms that would safely, or yeah, that would detect these deep fakes before they get out to the general public. So yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah, because those those deep fakes are now starting to get like extremely real, and well, they are mm-hmm. real, but they're like very, very well. Uh, what do you yeah. call it? Um, duplicated or copied, whatever. Oh yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. staying on the school line. Uh, what would be some advice you'd have for someone who is struggling in school? Yeah. Um, specifically in high school or college, I think it's a little different for both. Okay. Either, I mean, high school would probably be because that's that's where most teens, I would say, right now are okay. listening to this podcast. So. Yeah. So in high school, I think this doesn't really have to do with academics, but I feel like this is such a big problem in high school because people can be mean in high school. Like yeah. Yeah, totally. <laughs> these, these kids are mean. <laughs> and uh, I think the main advice is don't care about what other people think of you as much as you do. 
uh, because the only perspectives that you should really be taking into account are yours, your close friends, and your family of who you are as a person. And uh, that's, I, I guess that's the only uh, opinions that you should be listening to. Like, like do things that you want to do without caring about those other perspectives because people are going to hate on you. And specifically, like something like this podcast, it's like very impressive that you got out of your comfort zone and you're doing something like this. And I, I would assume people in high school would make fun of this for no reason, for yeah, jealousy yeah. reasons. Mm-hmm. Or yeah, and like, for example, I dealt with that a good amount in high school mm-hmm. uh, when I tried doing uh, Model United Nations, if you know what that club is. I don't, uh, but... It's, it's basically a public speaking club. Okay. So and I was really bad at public speaking, so I got made fun of a good amount. And But I kept doing it and persevering, and mm-hmm. it ended up like being a very huge part of me getting into college and where I'm at right now. So, uh, yeah, I guess that's my main advice for just high school students in general. And I guess on the academic side, I can talk a little bit more about that. Uh, I would say if, if you want to get into a good college and Ivy league specifically, you kind of have to do something that makes you stand out in a way, uh, because, the best students in the country are applying with the best GPAs, the best SAT scores, ACT scores. There are a bunch of them. Yeah. But how are you going to stand out in another way from all these people with perfect GPA and SAT? Wow. And uh, yeah, so kind of finding that peak, that's kind of what uh, a lot of people online call it. Finding that peak is really beneficial for if you want to get into a top college or university. So finding that kind of that thing that stands out about you. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, specifically, uh, I can talk like quickly about mine, Mm -hmm. uh, that I, I think I had, uh, so I, I, I focused a lot on math and public speaking and I kind of merged those two together, which was my unique aspect because I don't think wow. uh, a lot of people did that. Uh, if I had to guess, I, I would say that's kind of, that was my strongest part of my application. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I kind of merged them together. I, I invited six speakers to a an applied math symposium at my high school. And there was a bunch of cool speakers uh, from different careers and fields talking about how they applied math in their careers. Uh, one of them working on NBA 2K, one of them working on uh, working on music production with the Beatles back in the day and how he used math in that. So it was really cool listening to all the speakers. And yeah, that's I kind of like merged my two strong points. That's totally sweet. I'm going to totally have to use that for whenever I... I've never even thought about that. That's that's really cool. Well, I know I know you're extremely busy, and I know you've got places to be. So, before uh, before I wrap everything up, I have to ask you: How much money do you think you've spent on books? <laughs> that's a great question. Yeah. I honestly don't want to think about it, but I will give you a guess. Oh, <clears throat> so what's that? Eighty. Let's say I've read eighty 
90 books and each book is we'll give it a conservative estimate of ten dollars mm-hmm. so almost a thousand dollars on books so far in the year and a half wow. yeah it's it's an expensive addiction but it's a good one yeah it's, it's, it is definitely a good one instead of like, <laughs> you know like a pc or something like that it's definitely yeah it's a, it's yeah, a I good investment. yeah i see it as an investment yeah mm-hmm. totally totally all right well I had, thank you so much for coming on seriously it means so much to me it was i was, I was again i was so excited for this podcast because mm-hmm. i've really just started getting into reading so it's it's great to have you on so thank you so much yeah thank you so much for inviting me on and keep in touch yeah, yeah totally totally yeah awesome well that's a wrap Thank you for listening to this episode. If you haven't yet already, make sure you check out Chris on all platforms. It'll be linked in the description. And again, if you enjoyed this episode, make sure you hit that download button. It would be much appreciative. All right, make sure you stay tuned, stay positive, and have a beautiful day.